This is the St. Louis All Local Podcast, bringing you the top stories from the KMOX newsroom for Monday, January 22nd. I'm Megan Lynch. The Clayton School District says it's backing out of a plan to purchase the nearby Calaris headquarters. The district made the announcement in a letter to the community. Officials had come under fire for the plan, which some community members argued would take a valuable property off of city tax rolls. The district says it had hoped to purchase the nearby property to expand and create a larger security perimeter. Freezing rain closed schools Monday, caused crashes on the roads as well as delays and cancellations at Lambert Airport. A viral video showed a fire truck sliding and spinning its way through a residential neighborhood. Just after 7 a.m., a truck belonging to the Rock Community Fire Protection District 360 its way through an icy parkside place in Arnold before clipping a parked car and kissing the corner of a house before coming to a stop in the driveway. Chief Kevin Wingbermuley tells KMOX they're fortunate there were no injuries and minimal damage. To avoid any injuries whatsoever is remarkable. And I think it, it just speaks to the, the capabilities of that driver and the training of our personnel. Wingbermuley says it's virtually impossible to simulate this situation, but they dedicate 240 hours to driver training and prioritize having experienced drivers behind the wheel in these conditions. Sean Malone, KMOX News. Illinois Governor J.B. Pritzker weighed in on the impact of the 51st anniversary of the landmark Roe v. Wade decision. Governor Pritzker says for decades, a woman's fundamental right to make her own health care decisions ended 577 days ago when the conservative members of the Supreme Court reversed Roe v. Wade. He calls it a bittersweet day. We want to make sure that we're providing care for people across the state of Illinois and for anybody that comes to the state because they've had to escape regimes, state legislatures and governors who have taken away those rights. Pritzker added, abortion in the 2024 elections is perhaps the most intense issue that will be debated and discussed. But the governor believes Americans understand that a vote against the pro-choice candidates is a vote to take away abortion rights and fundamental rights from women. Maria Aquino, KMOX News. Pro-life groups held their annual March for Life in Washington, D.C. over the weekend. The Special Committee on Education Reform considering restricting the salaries of Missouri school superintendents. That's just one of the issues coming up before lawmakers this week. Then tomorrow, the Special Committee on Public Policy is scheduled to hold a hearing on a bill that would legalize sports betting. Due to the ongoing Senate gridlock over the issue, several Missouri professional sports teams have begun collecting signatures to ask voters to legalize sports gambling in Missouri. Wednesday is when Governor Parson will deliver his final State of the State address to the Missouri legislature. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. The failed unhoused Bill of Rights, the target of criticism by the St. Louis Group Citizens for a Greater Downtown. A report argues the homeless crisis is not a growing issue but would be if drastic policies trying to solve the problem problem or adopted. Alderwoman Alicia Saunier still believes that homelessness is a major issue that requires major policy to fix. Somebody has to serve them so we can choose to raise our hands and say, oh, well, we let regional people while people die. Or we can choose to come up with a real plan and a real solution that gets us closer to helping people. And that is my response to that report. She criticized the report's findings, saying that 20 percent of St. Louis public school students are unhoused and that the groups behind the bill should do more to encourage other regions to address their homeless population before homeless relocate to the city. 
A dozen people are named in a federal case alleging a massive organized drug ring operating in southern Illinois. The U.S. Attorney's Office in East St. Louis says defendants come from both sides of the river as well as one defendant from California. The group accused of running a conspiracy to distribute large quantities of fentanyl, meth and cocaine. Two of the defendants are also accused of money laundering. Prosecutors say they wired money to Mexico. From the KMOX business desk, Missouri's Attorney General has joined counterparts in 19 other states in a case involving free speech and social media platforms. NetChoice is fighting laws in Florida and Texas that prohibit platforms from removing political candidates or removing content. The company is arguing the laws infringe on First Amendment rights by denying them editorial control over content. Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey says allowing social media companies to silence speech sets a devastating precedent. We mentioned moments ago that viral video showing a fire truck spinning out of control on an icy road in Arnold. The truck rotated 360 degrees, spinning through a yard into a parked car and came to rest as it bumped a house. KMOX's Sean Malone spoke with the Rock Community Fire Protection District to get their side of what happened. Speaking now with Chief Kevin Wingbermuley and Chief, give us from your perspective what happened with this crash. So this morning, just after 7 a.m., uh, our crews responded to a report of a vehicle accident, and as they were proceeding to the scene, they lost control of the vehicle, uh, attempted to stop and gain control, and were obviously unable to do that. The apparatus driver took evasive action and did what he could to try to avoid any people or structures, and I think he did a, a very good job in doing that. Uh, in doing so, the front end kind of grabbed off of the road and the back end swung around and they were out of control until they came to a stop uh, just off of a neighboring driveway. How lucky is a situation like that that nobody was hurt, nobody was hit, and other than a car getting clipped, there was no significant damage to any of the houses in that residential area? Well, I, I think we're extremely fortunate. Um, in the fact that there was no additional property damage other than the original vehicle involved. And I believe we took out a mailbox. Uh, but to avoid those structures and to avoid any injuries whatsoever is remarkable. And I think it, it just speaks to the, the capabilities of that driver and the training of our personnel. If they do encounter those situations and how to, how to recover to the best of their ability, and again, it, we're just extremely fortunate. It's a fire chief's worst nightmare for anyone to be injured. Um, and to be able to come out of this with just some property damage, I think, is, is just incredible. That was going to be my follow-up question is, how much of the training for drivers in particular is dedicated to handling conditions such as this where you've got freezing rain overnight? Because that's not easy to simulate. It's not. And, and actually, it's it's something that is almost impossible to simulate because our trucks being so heavy, I mean, this truck in itself, the, the gross vehicle weight rating is over 56,000 pounds. So it is virtually impossible to simulate that. But our drivers go through an extensive training, uh, roughly 240 hours just in their basic driver operator training. And then in this situation, you know, we tend to put the more experienced drivers behind the wheel uh, just in case they do face a situation like this, that they are able to remain calm. They have a little more experience dealing with those challenging situations and are able to recover to the best of their ability. 
Beyond just the difficulties driving, conditions like this, you know, I know walking to my car this morning on my driveway, I was slipping around all over the place. How much harder does it make for your your department to do its job when you're trying to move quickly, but at the same time, you do have to be careful just navigating yourself on icy driveways, sidewalks, etc. Absolutely. Obviously, it comes with its challenges, um, but these are things that we prepare for. You know, and when someone calls 911, we're going to respond. I just think that, like anyone, we take extra precautions. But at the same time, we, we're going to go out the door regardless of the situation. And when you think about that, I think one of the, the biggest things that helps us in these situations is the advance warning that we get uh, through the different weather, weather stations and so on, because it gives people a heads up and allows them to plan ahead and be prepared and stay home. But I, I think that you're spot on when you say, when you mention the, the other dangers that come with it is just stepping outside of your house. Uh, as far as operationally, what we will do at the fire department here is we will bring in extra personnel if it's required. Fortunately, we are fully staffed, so we didn't have to do that for, for this round. Um, but we also have four-wheel drive SUVs. So in any instance that we can respond in those SUVs that doesn't call for a fire truck response. We're able to do that and therefore limit our exposure in those situations as well. Chief, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. I appreciate it, sir. You stay safe. You too. Thank you so much. This has been the St. Louis All Local Podcast produced by the KMOX Newsroom. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your favorite podcasts.